Right, welcome back to the show. This is Mike Smith. Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. All right, we started the show off today talking about diversity in BC politics, and we had a really interesting panel. Renee Merrifield, and liberal ND, liberal MLA, who's running for the Liberal Party leadership. Nikki Sharma, who was an NDP MLA, and of course, this is about Renee Merrifield's comments in a speech a few days ago where she ripped the NDP, said basically they have fake diversity, just token diversity, and that the party is run by four old, uh, five old white guys. So I tried to pin her down a bit on that, like who are these white guys yeah. she's talking about? And of course she said, you know, Horgan at the top, and then she talked about um, Mike Farnworth, who's the deputy premier, and then she also listed the caucus chair, the government whip, and the party president are all old middle-aged white guys. Shows so, she doesn't know how government works. So the, the caucus chair, the party president, and the whip really don't have <laughs> anywhere near the power that a finance minister like Selena Robinson has or a forest minister like Katrina Conroy has. If you're at the cabinet table, you have power. Uh, caucus chair, party president, uh, uh, caucus whip, not in cabinet. Nowhere near the kind of power. So, Renee, I mean, I get what she's trying to do in within the leadership race. She has correctly pointed out her party has a diversity problem, but in taking challenging the NDP's record on this, mirrored against that of the of the Liberals, she hasn't got a leg to stand on, <laughs> which is why she yeah. seems absurd right now to play this this card in the way she's doing. She's correct to raise this as an issue. I've talked to Kevin Falcon. He raises. He acknowledges the diversity issue is a real issue for political parties. Yeah. You have to you have to take this on. You cannot simply be an old white person party. You've got to reflect the demographics of your of your society. And so Renee's correct to um to point that out, but in trying to lambaste the NDP, which took a bit of heat to get to the diversity situation they they find themselves in when they had the equity mandate. Uh, come in, which cost them some candidates and c probably cost them some seats in the 2017 election. But nevertheless, it's paid off for them. Yeah, I mean, the equity mandate, and I, I've been critical of that NDP equity mandate, which basically said that if, if, a part, if a seat becomes vacant and they have to bring in a new candidate, that the, the candidate must be from an equity-seeking group. So it'd be typically like, you know, basically not a, a, a middle-aged able-bodied straight white guy mm -hmm. like you know then you'd not be allowed to run mm -hmm. and i always thought that was kind of unfair because i mean you could have you could have a uh let's say a, a, a straight white guy works his whole life for the ndp who knows could be the most brilliant politician since churchill or who knows but could not could be banned from running for the NDP mm -hmm. under that po po policy. So I've all, I've been critical of it in the past. So but it has produced a, a diverse NDP caucus. Yeah, so uh, Renee Merrifield again uh, correct in, in pointing out it's a challenge for the BC Liberals. But to use the NDP as an example of how not to do it, uh, or in terms of um, portraying their caucus right now as some sort of token, she says it's a it's a photograph of diversity. It's not real. Yeah, it's absurd and it is insulting. To them, I can see why uh, Nikki Sharma, uh, Ravi Kailan, Selena Robinson, uh, and others are so upset about this because right. it's uh, again they, to their credit, I mean they've got a gender neutral ca cabinet, uh, gender equitable uh, cabinet. You've got again, I, I pointed this out uh, time and again, the the seating plan for the NDP after the 2017 election in the legislature reflected significant diversity, where you had so many women, people of color, younger people as well. 
uh, in every shot in Hansard, whereas the Liberals basically looked old you've, and white. Yeah, and you've got uh, you got senior cabinet ministers who are people of color. I mean, Harry Baines is the uh, the Labour minister. Yeah. Um, you've got Ravi Kalon is the Economic Development Minister. Bowen Ma is a Minister of State. Katrina Chen is a Minister of State. You've got Raj Chohan is the Speaker. He's the first yeah. uh, NDP MLA is the first South Asian Speaker. Yeah. I mean, they just elected the first MLA who wears a turban mm -hmm. in in the BC legislature's history, Amon Singh. So, you know, by my count, like if you take a look at the NDP caucus, they got way more oh, uh, diversity than the Liberals. I haven't checked every caucus across the country, but I'd be hard-pressed to find another caucus that's more diverse than the current NDP caucus here in BC. Yeah. Well, let's listen to just a couple of short clips here of that that debate we had this morning. So here is um, here is Renee Merrifield, the Liberal MLA, and here she is. She's kind of backing down a little bit in her criticism, saying the NDP's actually done a good job on diversity. I commend them. I think that some of their party policies have been phenomenal in really not just introducing diversity, but encouraging diversity. Uh, what I was calling to account was that diversity has to be through all of the ranks within an organization. And Okay, so she's saying that, yeah, they have diversity, just not at the top, is what she's saying. I guess that's what she's saying. I'm yeah. kind of confused what exactly what... Well, that's what she's saying. That's what she's saying. Say. She's saying, like, the premier and the deputy premier and these other positions we talked about are white guys. Yeah, but, they're, again, most of those positions she listed aren't nearly as powerful as Selena yeah. Robinson, for example, who's yeah. a, a Jewish woman in, in cabinet. If you're the finance minister, you got a lot of power, way more power than a, a caucus whip. Here's, uh, here's NDP MLA Nikki Sharma, who was on with her on the show this morning, going after her. Have a listen. I represent a city of 52% people that are visible minorities. And these are people that show up for work every day. They work hard for their achievements. And they all had that feeling of being told that their achievements were just tokenism. Yeah, so this is uh, keying on uh, Renee Merrifield's comments that the people the, the people who are visible minorities in, in the government are tokens, in her words. So, Well, frankly know. wrong. So um, yeah. one thing I'll give Renee Merrifield, she's got a lot more publicity for all the wrong reasons, but she's got publicity more than any other leadership candidate in this race. Okay, that was an, it was an interesting discussion, and we got a lot of reaction to it. Uh, let me ask you about, uh, at the federal level, Jugmeet Singh. There had been some speculation, would Jugmeet Singh, the federal NDP leader, do a deal with Justin Trudeau and form a coalition government, which is typically like, if the NDP did that, Jugmeet Singh would go into the cabinet. Mm -hmm. You know, that's typically how a coalition, a formal coalition would work. And... This had been out there. The, the conservatives have been kind of spreading it. Although there were also some media reports as, uh, quoting some NDP insiders saying that this was being considered. There had been some exploratory talks on this. I don't buy it. Let's I, listen to Singh on it. So here's Jugmeet Singh sh uh, shooting that down, basically. There is no discussion at all of a coalition, and that is a firm no for me. There's no, there's not going to be any coalition at all. Uh, but I am prepared to find ways to, to work together. And I've made that clear. Uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, I want to work to, to deliver more help to people. I want to make sure this parliament works for people. And I want to respect the decision that Canadians have made in this election. They sent us here to work for them. They expect us to work for them. And that means, in my mind, to make sure parliament actually works to deliver what people need. And so when it comes to helping people, I'm ready to work together. If it comes to hurting people or making a decision that's going to make life difficult for people... The Liberals can't count on my support. Okay, so there he is ruling out no a formal surprise. coalition. Well, as he should. Um, no surprise. I mean, history shows any junior partner in a coalition gets buried in the next election. We've seen that in in, uh, in Britain and other places as well. So there was never this was never in the cards. This is just basically the Ottawa rumor mill. 
Well, I think it was. A, I think it was maybe the conservatives trying to yeah, spread a, a rumor. A little, little mischief playing by the conservatives for sure. Yeah. Uh, again, if Singh were to enter a coalition, he just wears all the government's pro- uh, problems and gets none of the credit for any yeah. of the, uh, any of the wins. Um, so no, if, there's never going to be a coalition. It'll be a vote by vote thing. But again, I don't think the NDP is in a position to take down the Liberals. Yeah, I think the conservatives actually probably secretly would wish that they would form a coalition. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure, because uh, yeah, no, it's a. Uh, but again, it's a it's a lose lose proposition for Singh, which is why he's not doing it. Okay, our daily check in on the Aaron Rodgers situation. So Aaron <laughs> Rodgers has done an, another interview now. The Green Bay the Green Bay Packers quarterback on actually gave that. He gave that a weird one. He he's basically lied about yep. his vaccination status. Any more Hall of Famers calling him a liar today? Um. Probably Terry Bradshaw, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Probably he's get, he's getting tons of criticism, right? So he's backing down a little bit. So here's what Aaron Rodgers had to say yesterday about his initial comments when he was asked, "Are you vaccinated?" and he said, "Yeah, I'm immunized." Backing down a bit on that. Have a listen. You know, I made some comments that that people might have felt were misleading, and you know, to anybody who felt misled by those comments, I take full responsibility for those comments. Okay, that's as cl- close as he's getting to kind of backing down on it. Yeah, but he's not backing down and getting vaccinated. Um, so again, he's still buying Joe Rogan and and this other internet nonsense. Um, and he acknowledges he's a role model for people, but uh, he's the wrong kind of role model. I, I think this thing ends now because the the league has now fined him for not mm-hmm. following the rules, and they fined him fifteen thousand bucks, which he probably makes on one play in a game. One for play, a, yeah. Maybe not even. Probably doesn't. <laughs> he makes a lot more than that. So well, that's probably the time that covered by a handoff. By yeah. Him. Yeah, 15,000 bucks is not. So it's like a slap on the wrist. Yeah. He hasn't lost. He lost one sponsor. State Farm sticking with him. Yeah, so I think it kind of blows over now at this point. Yeah, it, it, it'll, it'll probably blow over, but I don't think it's going to be forgotten. And welcome back to the show. It's Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. Phone lines are open. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. Terry in New West. Hi, Terry. Yeah, hi. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Um, I listened to the liberal person talking about entitlement and rich uh, old white guys. I think she's extremely rude, actually. Um, very rude person. Um, her party had Andrew Wilkinson, who's, I, last time I checked, he's a white guy. Uh, <laughs> Gordy Campbell um, came from, what, the west side of Vancouver. His father was a doctor, um, you know, the upper class, supposedly, in our society. Um, she needs to apologize to people. I vote NDP because I was brought up by a family that's blue-collar, hardworking. My grandpa's came from Ireland. One worked in a coal mine. He got up at 4.30 in the morning, went to a coal mine in Coleman, Alberta. He never learned to read or write his whole life. The NDP supposedly, in their history, was stuck up for people such as my grandfather. So Mm -hmm. she needs to get her facts straight. All she's doing is deflecting attention from the lack of leadership in that party Okay, thank you, thank you, uh, any, thank you for the call. Kind of like issue at all. Thanks for the call. Yeah, yeah but um, all good points. But I'm not sure this is actually going to hurt Renee Merrifield within the BC Liberal leadership race. She's not courting NDP voters here. She's courting BC Liberal supporters, uh, many of whom don't like the NDP, uh, who might uh, well agree with her. Uh, any criticism of the NDP is probably fair game to a number of those people. Well, I mean, she's the only woman running for the Liberal Party leadership, mm-hmm. and she's on the attack against the NDP. Yeah. 
uh, that might have may be, some appeal yep. for some liberal members. And she can take a lot uh, of criticism for being inaccurate and such, but that doesn't cut a lot of uh, maybe well, irrelevant criticism from within the B.C. liberal ranks whose priority is to elect a B.C. liberal rather than stick up for the, the The other thing is, and we touched on this on the show yesterday, was the sort of the throwing stones in a glass house angle on it, which is, I think, clearly what's going on here because the liberals themselves have got a much worse diversity record than the New Democrats despite this attack that she launched. You only have to look at the makeup of their caucuses right now. But also, after the last uh, leadership, or after the last election, they actually brought in an outside consultant to do a post-mortem on their campaign, and the lack of leadership in the party was identified in that report. The, lack the, the of diversity. Liberal, yeah, lack, lack of diversity, lack of diversity yep. in the Liberals was seen as a, as a major weakness for the Liberal and Party in their own report. Renee Merrifield so, has seized upon that, but she's done it in a way that's brought on some criticism. But again, um, go back to my point, she's trying to woo BC Liberal voters, not New Democrats. Right. Keith and Ladner, hi. Hi, how you doing? Good. Good. Hey, I just want to wade into this whole debate about diversity between you know the Liberals and the NDP and whatnot. I mean, I think, um, you know, the NDP candidates, uh, leadership candidates' biggest problem was just wading into this debate in the first place. Like, you know, diversity, it does it, to me, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's the content of the person's character. I don't really care what, pers- uh, you know, candidate's race is or, in, in, you know, MLA's races and whatnot or their sexuality. Okay, well, um, uh, okay, that's a good point. But I guess on, on the other hand, though, the Liberals are trying to win power. And this is an increasingly diverse province. And particularly in Metro Vancouver, where all the seats right. are. Right. They want to the win. Where most of the seats are. So, again. They need more diversity to win. The de- exactly. The demographics have shifted. So, the Liberals are now confined to the outer regions of Metro Vancouver, the interior, and the north. The problem for them electorally, there's just not enough ridings out there, there's not enough population. Uh, and in fact, it may get worse for them. We're about to have a redistribution, which we're revisiting the makeup of ridings. They may, we may lose one or two. Uh, rural ridings, we may pick up another urban or suburban riding that's likely to favor the NDP over the Liberals. Let's go to Sheldon on the line, calling from Kamloops. Hi. Good morning. Yeah, my question is, uh, with all the updates that we get daily, I've never ever heard anybody say how many vaccine passports have actually been downloaded by British Columbians. Oh, yeah. No, Adrian Dix announces that every now and then. He Actually, I think he may have done it yesterday. I think we're probably... Last time I checked, which was last week, I think we were at three and a half million yeah. vaccine mandates. So again, we've got uh, you know ninety percent of people have first doses. Almost ninety percent have second doses. So a lot of people, some people aren't uh, downloading the, pa- the passport because they're not going to restaurants. They're not going anywhere where where you need to show uh, proof of vaccination. I've only been in other than the legislature where you have to show proof of vaccination and you only have to do it once when you work here. I think I've been to a restaurant twice. I've only had to show my passport twice, so it's not a great need for it, but there's a lot of people who have it. Guy sent me a, an email the other day. A listener said that he's heard that some people are, are figuring out how to do fake vaccine cards, BC vaccine cards, forger, yeah. forgeries. I don't think a lot of that's happening, though. Yeah, maybe there's a little bit of that, but I don't, and there's not, not a lot of evidence happening a lot, though. Kelly and Ladner, we got a minute left here. Hi, Kelly. Hi. I just wondered... Uh the people that do not want to get vaccinated, what is their purpose or reason for doing not getting vaccinated? Not not religious or anything like that, but are they afraid of putting something in their body that, like if they look at a hot dog, do they see the ingredients that are <laughs> going into analogy. their body? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what arguments have you heard? 
Um, not many credible ones. I mean, people say they saw something on the internet that suggests the vaccine's unsafe or that it's yeah. a new vaccine. There's not a lot of history with it, which is all nonsense. Billions of people have been vaccinated yeah. with these vaccines. Very, very, very tiny, tiny evidence of people having bad reactions. The Center for Disease Control posts on the website how many people have had an adverse reaction to a vaccine. It's it's minuscule. It can happen, but it can happen with the flu vaccine as well. And you don't this, see people hesitant with that. This vaccine has saved millions of lives oh. around the world. Indisputably. Okay. They're in the ICU. 90% of the people in ICU, which are on ventilators and near death, are unvaccinated. 